Hi, and welcome to Dear Charlotte, a place to grow, to feel loved, get some honest truth, and hopefully make a friend. I'm here to share what I've learned over the years, both directly and indirectly, about personal growth, marriage, and family. Let's get started. Hey, welcome to Dear Charlotte. Today we have Maisha Riddlespringer here. Um, she began her career in education as an elementary school and high school special education aide. Her passion developed in college as she studied systems of developing countries at the University of West Indies, Bridgetown, Barbados during her study abroad. So that sounds really cool because you have that study abroad um, aspect. And from there, she went on to impact some of the most impoverished school districts. Um, such as the Los Angeles School District and DC Public Schools, where she has increased students' academics, mental health, and student outcomes. So for the past 10 years, she served as a principal at schools in DC Public Schools in Ward 7 and 8, which are the highest poverty areas in DC, and that's huge. Since 2010, she has focused on improving student achievement, mental health support, and student outcomes. In her three years as principal at Davis ES and Warts, and in 2019, she was recognized, and this is so great because people don't often get to get recognized, but as the District of Columbia Public Schools Principal of the Year. So first of all, wow, you're super, super amazing. Um, you're doing some great work out there, and I know that you, you're talking about all the other things that you have going on in this crisis. So I really wanted to focus in on, and I know you have a lot to say on this, I want to address managing stress and anxiety yeah. during Corona, yes. not only for the students, but for the parents as well, and how to manage home learning. So what are the three main strategies right now that you'd apply um, or give parent. Yeah, I think, I mean, thank you. First of all, when you said it all together, it sounded so great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Not pretty, but that's, that's because when you don't hear, that's why I'm happy that, yeah. you that principal of the year, you're doing amazing, amazing work. And I think in this coronavirus, parents are seeing the true value yes. of the teachers, of principals, all the work you guys put in that is not valued very often. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, to answer your question, one of the things that you asked was about how we're managing stress. So when we made this move to uh, distance teaching, um, learning at home, whatever name like districts want to call it, we really had to take a step back and talk about like the mental health of parents families and our staff as well right i think a lot of times we forget that teachers although um you know many of them have families stable home situations they're also used to the social aspect of coming into school every day interacting with kids loving on their children so we we address the teacher mental health needs too that i'll talk about a little bit later um but for our parents especially in communities like mine um where we are low socioeconomic status many um families on public assistance receiving aid to support just for day-to-day -day when things are just business as usual um, we realize that any small disruption into normal can be extremely disruptive to a family um, so one of the things that we did in our school community um, that we've been encouraging other you know schools around the area as I talk to educator friends is we've been um, incorporating mental health days 
per, per, uh, throughout the week. So on Monday, for all of our parents and families, it's Mindful Mondays. Wednesdays are Wellness Wednesdays. Um, Thursdays, I think we call them like take a take a break stress relief Thursdays. Mm -hmm. um, and we really took that time for the members of our mental health team yeah. to um, we took the time for the members of our mental health team to interact and give strategies to parents and families. Um, so our school psychologist, our um, social worker, our Department of Behavioral Health clinician, not only do they share resources during those days for families, like how to relax, how to step outside and, and just take a break, right? Because most of our families have more than one child in the home. So you're talking, if you have a single mother or a grandmother with five children that all have to get on online learning platforms, it can be stressful to any of us. I mean, we have teachers who are doing teaching and parenting at the same time, and their stress levels are even higher elevated. Yeah. Um, so we, we make sure that each day of the week, we have a focus for adults in our school community, and we push it out on our um, school community messaging platform, Class Dojo. Um, so sometimes they're videos, sometimes they're mindfulness activities, sometimes they're tips and strategies on how to organize your day, um, what to do to help your child calm down. Today, um, what my behavior technician gave a chart to parents and families for when students like are overly active or when they get upset so that they can mimic at home some of the strategies that we try in the school. Yeah. Second, we just reach out to parents. Um, we communicate on a weekly basis to parents. And sometimes it's, you know, hey, how are you doing? But a lot of times it's, hey, how can we be helpful to you, mm -hmm. right? Because a lot of time our parents just need somebody to hear and say to them, mm -hmm. you know what, this is hard. How can we be of help? Yeah. And so a parent might say, there's three people calling me all at once, a special educator, a general education teacher, and then somebody from the mental health team. That's too many people. It's overwhelming yeah. to me. Can you guys streamline the, con um, the communication? And then we as a school community can be responsive to that and say, you know what? Three people calling two times a week, three times a week. That's too much. We need to push a pause on it. Um, so it's the parent communication piece that's just really important too. And then also just in our communications with, um, with parents and families, just giving them the... Um, the permission to sometimes log off for a day, right? This week, we saw our participation numbers go down in terms of our online learning. We have a YouTube channel um, where teachers post videos and the assignment completion rate was going down. So as a leadership team yesterday, I said, okay, let's push out to our different teams to just do a pause on instruction and focus on building community and relationships first, seeing what our parents need, because there's something that's that's a barrier to student yeah. participation and we need to be able to support parents through and over that barrier yeah i mean first of all that that helped me a lot because we have four daughters um one in the high school college program one yeah. in, um so she's taking high school and college courses and yeah. they're on different schedules then we have a third grader we have a fifth grader we have one and, and the, the third grader she doesn't there's no interaction at all with yeah. anyone in class anyone from school yeah um, no teaching actually going on for the third grader whereas our fifth grader she has zoom lessons yeah you know, once a uh once a day and that that's been nice because there's some sense of normalcy her teacher does an awesome job 
communicating, keeping things up and all of those things. Um, I really love that implementation of the mental health days. So I would advise anyone that's listening, trying to implement that on your own if you don't have a resource from um, your school. Mm -hmm. Are there any websites or anything that you would recommend that can maybe streamline some of this, like where they can go to just... (laughs) Yeah, so I... I looked at that. There are so many resources online, right? Like we use a variety of different resources in DC. We're lucky to have like a department of behavioral health, like the DC department of behavioral health um, that gives stress management, but really all of our city agencies are pushing out communication to like help people families because we know there's such a huge chasm of um, huge widespread um, socioeconomic statuses in our city. So we've got people with a ton of money and we've got people with very little money. So like our city has to be really responsive. Um, I would say there are mindfulness websites and I can definitely like get that information out to you to put in the um, in the comments like when this goes live because those have been super helpful to us. Let me see. Oh, yeah, that's definitely I mean I've I went and surveyed a, a couple of people that are doing this I know homeschool parents and even this is a lot even for a homeschool parent which oh you know, yeah they're so used to being no because they still have you know different groups that they go out to be a part of they're yeah. part of different school system activities sports and you know yes it's a moment where you do have some sense of um wow I don't have to be up and running but mentally it's mm-hmm. of, will I get coronavirus when I go to the store? Will I, yeah. you know, will I bring something back home to my kids? Yes. Will continue be able to go over to the next grade because yeah. I know what I'm doing at home. So that brings yeah. me to that idea of managing all of this schoolwork. Yep. How do, how are you guys doing it? What are you guys, I know you said the pause on instruction, but what yeah. about like a lot of parents, they don't have the education themselves because I know the way they do math now is not the way they were doing math when I right. was. You know, right. Know. No more carry the one, right? No. <laughs> carry that one. They're like, no, we have to do the box and we have yes. to do it. like, oh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So then you have like, yeah. so much, you know? So how do you manage the workload? Yeah. So that's one of the, one of the things that we've been telling, like, as I talk to like educator friends all over, um, one of the things, one of the things that I've been telling them, um, just educators all over is to be flexible in the way that we are requesting instruction. We, and we're also communicating to parents, like we are forgiving. We know that you are not a classroom teacher and we're actually not asking you to be that role, which is why we're doing um, videos online to do the teaching online so that parents can watch the videos, students can watch the videos and say like, oh, this is the way that they're learning X, right? This is the way they're learning math. No more carry the one, they've got like the box method or you know all of that they're using a tape diagram if you're using eureka all of that that's like foreign to those of us that were born like i was born in the 70s so we definitely weren't talking about tape bi- diagrams and and box methods we were talking about carry the one for sure yeah um and so we've actually told parents like we don't 
expect you to be the teacher. These are the resources that we're pushing out to you as videos, as a school community. And then I feel really blessed and, and, and lucky and privileged to be a member of a greater community of DC public schools where our teachers union is actually doing videos as well on like phonics instruction for like early learners, reading strategies um, for our students, math strategies. So it's like a concerted effort by everybody in the DC public schools arena. Um, but I, my advice to parents would be like, if you feel overwhelmed mm -hmm. by the work, right? Four kids, five kids, six kids, two kids, just one kid, um, and just not being very comfortable to reach out to your child's classroom teacher, to reach out to your child's principal and ask them, can you take an hour, 30 minutes and walk me through this? I'm feeling overwhelmed. And I think a lot of times we don't wanna say as adults, especially if we're single parents or even if we're not single parents that are running full households, I need help. But now is the time because teachers are ready and willing and the majority, the overwhelming majority of school districts to help. Um, but sometimes, you know, families are not reaching out because it's hard to say, I need help. I don't understand this. And this is an elementary concept. And I just want parents out there to know we like as educators know that this is hard. We want to help you. We know that common core math is not the way we learned it. We know that the reading strategies that we learned are not the same reading strategies. And we are definitely not making any judgments if a parent reaches out and says, I don't know how to do this. I had a kindergarten parent reach out, right? And was crying and said, this is a struggle for me. I don't understand, like, I don't remember learning how to read, like I'm X amount years old and you're talking about phonics and you're talking about reading and I can do it, I just need you to show me how. So I really wanna empower and encourage parents to reach out to their schools because schools are resources. And if you're not getting the response you need from the teacher, reach out to the principal, reach out to somebody in your district to help you and be a guide for you. Um, the second thing I would say is just give yourself some grace. You're not going to be a classroom teacher. It's not going to be the same. Nothing in education will actually ever be the same again, right? After this. Um, so give yourself some grace. Uh, we understand when parents can't get all of their kids online. I think uh, we had a conversation in my leadership team meeting yesterday and then in our team meetings today about um, relationships over rigor, right? And so this idea that you want to build relationships and community with your families to support them before you go hard on the rigor of academics. And if you can do that, if you build that relationship, then parents feel comfortable saying, you know what, I just don't get this. This is really hard for me. I struggle with reading myself. Uh, not me personally, but I'm saying parents have said, like, I struggle with reading myself. So how am I supposed to um, teach my child how to read? And our response is, you don't have to do this alone. Like we're here for you to go hand in hand or pick, take the baton for you when you get tired, when you get weary. If we need to do more as a school community, we'll do more. You just let us know when that baton needs to pass to us. Wow. I mean, everything that you said or just, I feel like I've been helped myself. I will take that effort to reach out because I do think it does become overwhelming. I don't want to call here and there and you know and all of that, but it's definitely necessary. Um, and I know we're kind of coming to a place. One thing that we are implementing this uh, this week, we are going to start sending out next week a weekly overview and schedule. And I can send you like a JPEG um, of that so that 
we can push out to parents on our platforms. This is what the week looks like. So we have an internal document that I created as a school community. Like this is how many hours you should be telling parents they should be reading independently. This is how many hours your videos should be that you are putting online on our school YouTube channel. This is how long your assignment should be. That's an internal document for us at the school, but we need a parent facing one. So parents just know what to expect. Um, so I will share that with you. Tell people to take it, share it with their um, with their teachers, with their yeah. school communities. If they feel like they're being overwhelmed or inundated with too many messages, like can you just have a consistent messaging? Because um, there's been a lot of research over the past month or so about trauma-informed distance learning. Um, and one of the, um, there's four tenets of trauma-informed distance learning. And one of those tenets is predictability. And if we're talking about being a socially, emotionally aware to families and students, um, trauma-informed teaching, trauma-informed instruction was kind of a thing that we were definitely doing, you know, when we school was in session, because we have a lot of students with trauma, um, ACEs, adverse childhood experiences that we need to mitigate um, once they come into our school building. Um, but there is some new research, obviously, that's just happening about trauma-informed distance learning and predictability is um, one of the major components of that as well as empowerment and i'm just gonna pull up really quick so i can just run through them predictability flexibility connections and empowerment and so when we talk about flexibility like being flexible and asking us from the school community to be flexible with our parents and families not having like this rigid you have to be on line at this time that doesn't work for everybody just because we work from microsoft outlook calendars just because i have a schedule that doesn't work for everybody um and in one of our team meetings today one of my teachers actually said you know what i remember something that principal riddlesberger said in a pd about maslow's hierarchy of needs and yeah. basic survival is the number one need and if i'm like do this assignment do this assignment i'm not being responsive to the psychology of just learning and education um so like being predictable helps people say like okay even if i can't get online at 10 a.m mm -hmm. um for this class i know that there's going to be a video up at 11 a.m according to the school right and then as a parent that lessen some of my anxiety because what if the baby needs some milk what if i have to go to the store what if you know this pops up my teenager has to be online because if they don't pass this class they're not graduating from high school um so just being predictable and having stuff in predictable places um making connections um is also important and then empowering so that speaks to that piece that i was talking about about asking questions i created a school survey that i'm pushing out to parents today like how do you feel about this? How do you feel about distance learning? And I can share that survey with you um, if you'd like, because I think it's important to hear from the people that are most impacted from all of this. Um, we could sit around and, and, and have meetings of the minds all we want, um, but at the end of the day, even you know those educators that are parents, they're educators and parents. Um, we need to figure out and how to hear from people that are parents first, because a lot of us are educators, um, and this is you know this is our passion, our our calling for what we want to do. And sometimes even some of us that are parents, like forget about the parent side. So mm -hmm. like we have to empower the people that are being impacted the most and hear their vo voice and be responsive to them. Because at the end of the day, we work for parents and families, right? Yeah. Like, yes, we work for districts, um, but we work for parents and families. 
Yeah, and I, I appreciate that because I do think sometimes, depending on your mentality, sometimes people forget that these are parents at mm -hmm. home trying to figure this out. Yep. And I love that idea of community, um, people, you said uh, relationships over rigor yep. uh, and having that predictability and those opportunities to go back and see what you've missed and releasing mm -hmm. some of the anxiety. So um, definitely we'll put all of this up um, and I'm going to try to create a little worksheet from what you've shared with us, but I just want to say thank you. And before you get off, what can parents do to help you? Yeah, well, I would say just remind uh, parents that Teacher Appreciation Week is coming up the first week of May. Send a shout out to your teachers because they're working hard trying to navigate like this new normal teachers um, and teachers need to be shown love, right? It doesn't have to be an actual gift, just a nice note to let them know like that you appreciate like them being um, flexible during this time and during unpredictable times, um, sending that out. Um, and then I think just also parents just staying in constant communication with us. A lot of us educators are doing the best that we know how to do. None of us have lived through a pandemic before. So just being, just communicating with us like what your needs are helps us get better and helps our schools as we're transitioning from in-person learning to like virtual learning, it helps us get better. Um, so I would just say one, Teacher appreciation, we just make sure, like you shoot a quick note, whether it's on Dojo, if you have your teacher's email, shoot a quick note to that teacher, um, and then just constantly tell us how we can be better. That That's what we need. Like what's working, what's not working. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with thank you. your Charlotte uh, podcast group. And again, passionate educator, helping those from special education to the most impoverished groups, now principal of the year, and now working through this pandemic and making a difference. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you. Um, until next time, I will definitely take into account everything you've shared with us and um, hope to talk again soon. Hope to talk again soon. Yep, I'm gonna, um, you can always find me um, via email. I'm always available like via. And that is going to be at myesha.riddlespringer at k12.dc.gov. And that will be shared in the description. Um, Eagles Instagram page, please like reach out. Like even if you're a parent, um, who is not obviously one of my parents, right? Because it's not just going to DC. Um, if you want like any resources or strategies, I will be more than happy to connect you. DC public schools, if your school district is not, um, doesn't have all of the resources available right now for learning mm -hmm. and parents want like learning packets by grade level, we have open source materials that anybody can download online, organized by grade level and like in weekly pacing. So I can share parents, educators, parents that are educators, educators that are parents um all of that um we're all in this together and trying to figure it out for our youngest learners so we're in this together i want to be a resource to anybody if they need it please please reach out that's genuine um and and, and sincere um if i can help i will find a way to help. you really don't yep. know what's going on and you really depend on the teachers and the principals and staff there to yeah. find out this information and so i i feel like this podcast is going to be great and it definitely will relieve some anxiety i, I mean who would have known that we could get resources from a whole nother because we're in california 
the amazing work that you guys as educators are doing. And so I definitely appreciate it. And I know everyone that will be listening to this appreciates this. Online learning platforms are making their services free up until June for parents and families that have like online learning where kids can go online either on a phone or a tablet or a computer and continue some learning as well. No, that's great because I, I had no idea about the, the services um, being free. I know, I think I saw something about Rosetta Stone free yep. or something like that. Yeah. Um, I loved ABC, uh, yeah, and yeah, uh huh. Um, and um, my kids when they were younger, now they're 16 and 17, but they use starfall.com. Yeah, that was you know, that a portion of that is free. So, um, I would love to see what re other resources that are offering those services, and you know, we could try to compile something and get that out to parents because it it's a lot. Yeah, uh, especially when you think about because I'm just thinking about what about parents that are in apartments mm -hmm. and, and um, you know, you have the social distancing, you have, yep. this, you know, you're kind of scared to go outside. You're in a little small space on top of all of the work. You don't know where to go. Well, you know, your mind is all over the place. Mm -hmm. um, having that list, like you said, a weekly calendar like this is how it should go and then those yep. extra resources where you can plug it in okay you're going to this website at this time so you can do your reading you're going to this you know whatever mm -hmm. that all of these resources are going to be awesome for parents so um, I look forward to like all the messages that we'll receive about you know just relieving some of yeah. the anxiety of this. So thank you so much again. And thank you for going over a little bit longer with us. Yeah, no problem. I'm going to hop off and hop onto a new call. But like anything I can do to help parents again, like uh, my email address is there. If you guys have any questions, if you're like, okay, what type of questions should I be asking my mm -hmm. teacher and principal, please like send the questions my way. Um, I'm working on running a virtual school. And so I'm open 24 hours a day, basically, to answer any questions. There you have it, people. Thank you so much. And you have an Thank awesome you. day. Thanks. You too. Bye-bye, everyone. Thank you for joining Dear Charlotte. Enjoy the rest of your day. Check out the other podcast. And we'll see you next week.